Hi, and welcome to the B-Dicks Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Nix. Today, we have multiple guests coming on the show. But first, I want to bring on my man from the Scoop B Podcast, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. What's up, my guy? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm actually sitting in, uh, I'm in Chicago. Had an extended uh, trip. <clears throat> was uh, partnered with my, uh, I'm a brand ambassador with Zinni uh, Opticals, and they just launched their uh, sponsorship uh, rollout with the Chicago Bulls. So I'm actually out here, was running their social media during that, that rollout on Tuesday, and got friends and family out here in Chicago, so I extended my stay. And while I'm talking to you, I'm actually in a Japanese barbecue place uh, where you can cook the food in front of you, like at the table. It's like a gas lit stove with my grandmother and her boyfriend and cooking salmon, zucchini, corn, onions, chicken, uh, shrimp, would you name it, on the grill while I'm talking to you. So I'm multitasking to the bullets. Now, now I need to hear the sizzle. I need I need to hear the, the, the sizzle of the cooking All right, let me, let me put some on. sauce on the grill so you can hear it real quick. Hold up, hold up. You hear it? Nah, didn't catch it. <laughs> that's because we got too much sauce, that's why. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Now, for you, this has been a very interesting summer because your name has been out there a lot, brother. Like, you've been really, really out there, man. You've been breaking news. You've been making the headlines. You've been on, uh, I forgot, what's uh, Torre and Bomani Jones' show? Um, High High Noon. Noon. Yeah, you've been on Mm -hmm. High Noon. I think I even saw you on, uh, I can't remember what the other show was. Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen and Jacoby, yeah. You've been out there a lot, man. How does it feel to be famous, man? Well... I, I need my bank account to reflect that, but in the meantime, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just glad to be to, to be living within my purpose, uh, doing what I said I was going to do, and uh, continuing to to stay diligent and uh, fulfill God's calling for me in my life, which is bigger than basketball. I have my hands in some other things, but the popularity that my reporting has garnered has has given me and afforded me other opportunities to do other things. I was, you know, a contributor to MSNBC over the summer, uh, discussing. You know, LeBron James and, and, and President Donald Trump and some of those other things going on. So honestly, really and truly, I'm just student of my craft and, and trying to make things happen. That's all. I hear that, man. Now, mm-hmm. we've had an interesting uh, NBA free agency. So much has happened, but I want to get to a few specific things. The Jimmy Butler saga. Now, you've been You've been paying attention to that very closely. What the hell is going on over in Minnesota? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, a lot of guys posturing. Uh, Jimmy Butler requested a trade in April. Tips didn't take him seriously. And uh, here we are in October. Uh, Jimmy Butler is still a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that that's the issue. Uh, also, we did mention that Carl Towns is the $190 million man. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Early in the season, he's not playing like it, but it's still very early in the season, and we'll see what happens. So, Jimmy Butler, and as a man, I mean, when Jimmy Butler was Carl Towns and 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 uh, Andrew Wiggins' age, he was winning multiple championships or not championships, going deep in the playoffs with the Chicago Bulls with Derrick Rose, his teammate in Minnesota, former teammate in uh, the Chicago Bulls. So, he's close to thirty. He thinks those guys aren't serious about basketball, and he's acted like the big brother and the proverbial kicking the butt and uh, those younger guys aren't receiving it. And so I really do believe that if those guys just play basketball, they'll be fine. I look at the, the Timberwolves and the Milwaukee Bucks in a similar situation, a lot of talent, but they're not playing. They're playing very much beneath their privilege. And 
Um, they have the personnel. I mean, Jimmy Butler said it best. Carl Towns is the most uh, well-rounded player on that team. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is the most uh, athletically gifted. And um, Jimmy Butler believes that he, he, he works the hardest. And so when somebody that works the hardest is talking, you know, I, I think uh, you should listen, especially because he's been there. If you guys are trying to be where he's been. Now, you reported a few weeks ago. I don't, I don't say a few weeks ago. It feels like a month, but it was probably a few weeks ago to a month. You reported that uh, Jimmy Butler is probably going to go to the Houston Rockets. Do you still feel that way, knowing that the talks between Minnesota and Miami have broken down? Well, what I actually reported was... Oh, sorry. That the, that the, no, no, you guys, that the, Houston, that the Minnesota Timberwolves were prepared, or rather the Houston Rockets were prepared to offer C.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and I believe an upstate uh, future first-round draft pick in exchange for Jimmy Butler. Um, the issue with that was um, the P.J. Tucker thing. Um, mm-hmm. Houston was hesitant to give that up. Uh, but at the same time, you're talking about adding a Jimmy Butler. I believe that if you add him to that team, uh, they're, they're a bigger threat now than they were last season. And, um, you know, those things stalled. There was talk about Richardson and the Miami Heat coming to a deal. Um, but the Miami Heat were not interested in giving up Richardson. Then they did. And reportedly, um, those when Houston did, or rather when Miami did offer that, um, Minnesota stalled and decided they wanted to go in a different direction. So it seems like the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, Lynn Taylor, was the edited version of what Kevin Garnett said. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, here we are in October still figuring out whether Jimmy's going to stay, whether he's going to go. This situation reminds me so much, so much of uh, Carmelo Anthony um, when he ended up departing Denver to go to the New York Knicks. Mm. So it's looking like Jimmy's going to get traded. It's looking like Jimmy's going to be traded well, during the, the deadline. It, it, that could happen. But the other thing is that there were other teams that were interested. Uh, Minnesota did offer, uh, or excuse me, Milwaukee did offer Chris Middleton and some other uh, accoutrements to that deal. And uh, from what I'm told, I'm closer to the uh, Houston and Minnesota side of what we contended that. But from what I'm told uh, from others, uh, that the uh, Minnesota thing fell through. I know that there is interest that Jimmy Butler um, wanted to play for the Clippers. Tobias Harris would have to be given up in order to make that happen, and I know the Los Clippers were hesitant to do so. Um, that being said, I look at uh, I, I will tell you that a source of mine did share with me that if Jimmy Butler were to get traded to the Los Angeles Clippers today, he'd sign an extension right away. Wow. Oh, yeah, because that is one of the teams that he uh, initially wanted mm-hmm. to get traded to. Yep. And he did wear an L.A. hat, yet, uh, not yesterday, but Wednesday, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, thank you for making it more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. if, so if you had your crystal ball and had to take a guess as to where Jimmy will be traded to, where would that be? I don't know. Oh. Because if I had my crystal ball, he'd be in Houston already. Mm. And, you know, I think the interview with Rachel Nichols with, with, with Jimmy was intriguing. I think that 
Um, I also think Jimmy is playing his way into a trade and saying the right thing, doing the right thing, wearing Cooper hat, L.A. Dodger hats at, at, at media pressers and media scrums. I think he's saying the right things and doing the right things, and he's just here so he won't get fined. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Rachel Nichols interview because I, I watched the whole saga uh, from afar, and I haven't really said much about it. And I got to be honest. I'm not really feeling the way he's been handling this whole thing. Like, this is the second team now that you've played on where teammates just don't rock with you. And if you're going to be the best player on the team, by default, you're going to have to be the leader. And I don't know if he can really do that because this is the second team now where his leadership skills have been very questionable. And on top of all of that, you know, this mythical practice that he played with the third string and he killed the, the, the starters and all that, I don't care about all that. Then you go on Rachel Nichols and you talk about, well, people don't tell the truth around here. And, and you know, I'm out here to tell the truth. Well, tell me, what the hell's the damn truth, man? Like, he, he confuses me a little bit here. Like, you come on Rachel, you come on ESPN to talk to Rachel Nichols and you talk about, I just want to win. No, fool. You want a new contract and you want money. You don't necessarily this, you want to win, but that's secondary. You want to get your money first, as you should. But I haven't really been a fan of the way he's gone about doing this. And everybody has looked at Wiggins and and Towns as if they're a bunch of soft dudes who need to step it up. Which I agree, Wiggins does need to step it up. Towns, I don't have an issue with. But I can't sit here and just look at those two and just say they're the main problem. No, Jimmy, you got to be a better leader, and you got to help these guys, and elevate their game. Because they need you, obviously. And you doing this, calling them out, you know, puffing your chest out like you Kobe, tell them to toughen up and all. Bro, bro, you need to, you need to do a better job of being a leader. And also, Tom Thibodeau, be a better coach, please. Please. I watched you last year. It was like watching a repeat of the, of the Bulls from earlier this decade. Am I crazy saying this? I think... Um... When you look at <clears throat> Jimmy Butler, like I said, he's used to winning Chicago, going deep in the playoffs. Wait, let, before you keep going with that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. He's used to winning. But let, let's put this in perspective. The dude has never we, – we all know he never, he's never won a championship. He's never even been to a finals. He's never even been to a conference finals. As fa- The farthest he's ever gotten was in 2015. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was in 2015. Mind you, he wasn't on that 2011 Bulls team. He got drafted right after that 2011 season. So the farthest he's ever gotten was in 2015 when they played the Cavs and they were up 2-1 in that series. And then the next game, LeBron hit a game winner, and that series was done after that. Jimmy Butler, he's used to winning, but winning to a certain extent. The man yeah, hasn't even I been to a conference finals. And I'm, and, I'm only, and I'm only saying this because you can't puff your chest out like you, Kobe, and you got five rings when you've barely done anything in this league? Well, I think part of it is the fact that he, he look at his journey. Rags the Riches story. No, I, no, I, I, no I understand that. It's Rags the Riches. He worked, he worked his on. way up. He worked his way up. But my, pro, but my problem is you cannot come out here and puff your chest like you Kobe, dude. The only I, thing I you've done, answer. only thing he's really done, he's been to a few All-Star games, he's got a gold medal, and he went to the second round and had a 2-1 lead against LeBron and the Cavs. That's it. I hear you. See, I hear you, but this is what I'll add to what you're saying. He's also 29 years old. He's not getting any younger. 
He has. He's in the prime of his career. He he has he has a nice lengthy career ahead of him. Like when I say lengthy, meaning like a good eight to ten years. On paper, the Minnesota Timberwolves look like a good team. You have Andrew Wiggins. You have Carl Towns. You have Derrick Rose. You have uh, Jimmy Butler. You have a coach in Tibbs who uh, likes to bring some of his old players from the Chicago Bulls to Minnesota. He brought in Luau Day. But this is what I will say to you. I hear what you're saying about the eight more years. He's also coming off two knee surgeries. He is 29 years old. And those guys on the, on the Minnesota Timberwolves, while they did make it to the playoffs last year, did struggle against the Houston Rockets team that was going to make it, you know, had a chance to make the NBA Finals. He's frustrated. He's competitive. He wants more. And I think because he's a little bit older and he sees that he's more towards the end of his career than he is at the beginning of his career, I think there's a sense of urgency that he has expressed both publicly and privately. And there's some other private issues that are going on in that Timberwolves locker room. Uh, that seems to have been addressed. Um, that being said, I think that um, also it's been reported that, that Jimmy Butler had requested a trade back in April. Tom Thibodeau ignored those requests, and so you carried on into the playoffs. They lost, and he's kind of distant from the team. So when you look at the interview that Jimmy Butler did with Rachel Nichols, I think he's saying all the right things, but I think in the reality, he wants out. He wants to be in a big market. I think that's one of the biggest things, the big market where he can extend his brand. I think that's what every player wants to do these days. Kyrie Irving did it when he, when he got the trade out of Cleveland, requested the trade to go to Boston, uh, a trade that sent Isaiah Thomas to Cleveland and didn't work out. Uh, same thing happened with Carmelo Anthony when the Denver Nuggets shipped into uh, the New York Knicks back in 2011. And, then I, and I think that more than anything, um, I think he, I think the writing is on the wall when you saw the Timberwolves extend that contract extension to Carl Towns and Jimmy Butler was nowhere to be found. So I think he'd like to play on that team, but I also think he thinks that he's on a different level than some of those other guys on. And I think there are levels. I think when you look at Jimmy Butler, or rather when you look at Wiggins and you look at Carl Towns, and the fact that they're so much younger, there is a disconnect in age in those guys. I also think there's a disconnect in, in, in just uh, mentality. I think sometimes because of Jimmy Butler's humble beginning, because of all the things that are going on, he looks at Wiggins. As a kid, he looked at Carl Towns as a kid. Okay, okay, then. But you look at them as kids, but help them. Help them. Be a better leader. My problem is nobody, like Jalen Rose is probably the only person in the media that I've heard speak on this. His leadership skills are questionable. Yes, Wiggins needs to play better. Help the brother. Help him. Don't just berate him. Help him. Like this, my problem is, is that nobody is putting the accountability on him. And on top of that, people are acting like, well, you know, every, Jimmy's doing everything right. I don't agree with. I don't agree with the way Jimmy has handled everything. Do you agree with the way how Jimmy has handled everything? I think. It's, I, think it's, I think that I know a little bit more because of my gauge on what's going on and those who I know better tied to the situation. I also think that oftentimes people get on radio, people get on television, and give certain takes based upon what's reported, based upon what other people say. We don't know what's going on in Minnesota twenty four seven. We don't know what they do in their private times, private meetings that they may have had. And I think that sometimes, rather than hit a panic button, yeah, these guys make a ton of money, rather than hit the panic button, sometimes you got to let things play out. I think sometimes we're so quick to say, he wants out, rather than working out the situation. I think the same thing happens in relationships. People think that, you know, a guy is not doing what he's supposed to do when he's dating a woman. She wants out. I just think sometimes 
hit the quit the quit button um, too quickly. And I also think that opinions, unfortunately, get forced into being facts, and sometimes they're still opinions. The fact of the matter remains that Jimmy Butler is still a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, until further notice, that's where he's at. And it, perhaps they have worked it out. Mm, I don't know about that. We'll see. Now, I want to get on to something else. Jamal Crawford, you had a chance mm-hmm. to, you, you had him on your, your podcast, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it took so long for him to sign to a team? Um, because the front runners in that situation were the Philadelphia 76ers and the, um, Boston Celtics and uh, the Sixers could not get a buyout with Jerry Bayless or trade him. Mm. Early in the summer, they were going to ship um, Bayless to. Uh, it was a rumor trade that, that the Sixers and the, and the Cavaliers were going to commence where Kyle Corver would have came back to Philly and Jerry Bayless would have been sent, but his contract is too hefty and they couldn't reach a buyout uh, terms with it and they kept him because I think he's like he has like two years left on that contract. They figured they rather they'd rather eat that versus. Um, you know, bringing Crawford. And I also know, unfortunately, Bayless, when he was signed to that team, that was a Colangelo guy. Uh, Bayless is from Arizona, and I guess he did a favor or something for a trainer that was friends with Colangelo. And obviously, Bayless being from Arizona and Colangelo having ties to the Phoenix area being, you know, in the Phoenix front office, that was an issue. And then um, the Boston Celtics, I was told, was, was an option. I know Kyrie Irving and then, um Jeremy Bayless spent about 15, excuse me, Kyrie Irving and Jamal Crawford spent about 15 days in the Seattle area. And um, I know that they, um, there was, there was talk uh, that Jamal would end up going and uh, the Phoenix Suns are an interesting case study. You know, you have, you have a mix of young and old, uh, Trevor Reza there, Ryan Anderson there, mixed with DeAndre Aiden, Devin Booker and more. Uh, I think that that team is going to surprise some because they have the mix up young and old. I think they're a team for the future uh, if they stay together and, 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 and string up a ton of wins. But I'm glad Jamal Crawford is somewhere. It didn't feel right starting an NBA season without Jamal Crawford present. How much longer do you think he's going to play in, in the NBA? I had Jamal Crawford on, on Scoopy Radio uh, in July. I asked him that very question. Like, if he signs with the team this season, this, this will be it. He said, no. He said, you look at guys like Kareem. You look at guys like Byron Scott. You look at guys like Magic. They, they play for a very long time. He says, as you look at that situation, I'm in that situation. Now, obviously, he wants to win a ring before he is all said and done. Now, I asked the question about the big three. He said that he likes the big three. He left all his options open on the table. I know the Lakers were never really a consideration for Jamal after that. Um, but I know the Sixers, the Warriors, the Celtics um, did have interest in him. And uh, if he if he says if, if, if it's a situation where he wants to win a ring before he retires, I expect him to. I expect to see him in a situation. I, I think in, in, a, in a microcosm situation, he's like uh, Bookie Cousins. Bookie Cousins is playing for his next contract. Paul Crawford is playing for his next contract, but potentially for a championship on the way out. Man, I just wish Jamal Crawford was on the Sixers. Man, I thought that was a great, great fit for him. But they could use his shooting. You know, yeah. I asked him that very question. I said, "Hey." Join the Sixers, which you and JJ Redick be uh, an asset to Ben Simmons. He said, "You know, iron sharpens iron." Uh, and I think as much as people complain and lament about Ben Simmons and jumper, his job is to be a, is to be a floor general. Last question I wanted to ask you: um, This past summer, 
you know, since you were breaking some very interesting news, a lot of people on social media got on you, you know, for some of the stuff that you were breaking. And looking at it from afar, I could tell that, you know, these people were just really, really rough on you. And you handled it like a champ. You know, you really did. You know, you handled it with uh, dignity and, and grace. And, I, you know, for you, being that this was the highest level of notoriety that you've gotten in your career, and, you know, people were very, very mean towards you about some of the stuff that you reported, how did that make you feel? Maybe you want to go harder. How you like me now? <laughs> um, and I think at the end of the day, you know, I've had conversations with friends and family. I think the biggest thing is I'm an independent journalist uh, who's it's tied to the majors, and uh, they're looking at me. How does this person have all this information? I'm nothing new. I've been around for a while. I think people are just now caught up. Um, and you know, basketball is definitely a, a game of, of, of more than just a game. It's a game of relationships, politics, business, and more. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if I was at ESPN or if I was at TNT, if I was at Bleacher Report, there'd be no second thought about it. So you know, what do I say to people? Well. You want to see more of me? Sign me. If not, shut up. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because people don't realize, like, with the NBA, like, agents play a huge role in all this. You know what I mean? Sneaker, like, sneaker endorsement. Whoever, like, the player is uh, attached to with their sneaker endorsements. Like, there's so many things going on in the background in the NBA mm-hmm. that plays a role in all sure. this stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm glad, you know... When we, when you look at the list of NBA reporters, you know we have the the big names, the, the Wojnarowski's, the Mark Steins, and all that, Zach Lowe's. But then we have people like you, um, who can also you know break through all of the fluff and give us all the news. And some of it, other people aren't breaking. You know, how does it make you feel when you break stuff and then like three weeks later, you see some big name break stuff and you go, "See, I told you." People are feeling me out. They're getting used to me, so I get it. I, you know, at the end of the day, um, an amateur or, or every 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 star was once an amateur. Uh, before they were on Fox, they were at the Apollo, moved by the Sandman or cheered on by the crowd. So I welcome being uh, being new uh, to people. I welcome you know people being critical, but what they don't have the right to do is to disrespect um, me, my family, my friends, uh, the way I look, or my character. You know, like I said, I'm nothing new. My body of work stands over off and on about over 20 years. And, you know, when, even if it's not 100% correct in the things I'm reporting, the themes are still there. LeBron was supposed to release the Space Jam trailer uh, when he uh, decided to, to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. And once I broke that news, I can tell you conversations that I've had with a multitude of people, that trailer was, was changed. And that rollout was changed based upon my reporting. They, they moved it back, and Space Jam is still happening. So even if I didn't get the trailer right to people, I still had Los Angeles Lakers. I still had Space Jam. Um, you know, the Sixers did have interest in Jamal Crawford. Uh, had him on my podcast as well. I reported that even before I talked to Jamal Crawford. And I talked to Jamal Crawford on the podcast. So, I mean, things are always changing. The Jimmy Butler in Houston thing, that is, that's an evolving thing. He's still in Minnesota. So, I mean, when you're breaking news, you're getting constant information, and you know, you're talking to – value sources. Way before I had reported LeBron going to the Lakers, I had spoken to people who, you know, said that the Sixers in Miami they returned to Miami Heat was possible. You, know, you listen to what LeBron said, he and his family were going to go somewhere that was familiar. He did play for the Heat, but, you know, Southern California is something that his family was familiar with, and 
and I got a call from somebody and they told me the whole rollout and I was right. So, you know, I, I welcome people saying what they're saying, but the reality is I'm really not looking for the approval. I'm just doing my job. Got you. Got you. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want the people know that, uh, what you're working on? Scoopy Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, App, Stitcher app. Two million downloads last year. Anybody from uh, Jamal Crawford, uh, DJ Khaled, Voice of Theory, uh, Mark Cuban, and a multitude of other people. Uh, and also, follow me on Twitter, Scoopy. Uh, Instagram, Scoop underscore B. Snapchat, Scoop underscore B. Visit ScoopyRadio.com. Got some things rolling out for the rest of the year, so if we're paying attention to all the happenings, and uh, just keep, keep uh, paying attention to what we're doing. Thank you, Scoop B, my man. Enjoy your lovely meal with the fam, and uh, we yeah, shall do this again. My man, thanks for having me as always. All right, take care. All right, brother. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break, play a little ad, and when we come back, we're going to have my friend, Deontay Prince. Looking for that beat to put on your mixtape? Looking for that intro song to put on your podcast? Or just looking for beats to DJ at your next party? Well, look no further. Go to hitspotju.com for beats that fulfill your audio needs. Hitspotju.com. They got that fire. Hi, welcome back to the Beat Nicks Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Nix. Right now, I got on the line the editor for the Sports Illustrated's The Crossover, my man, Deontay Prince. What's going on, man? Not too much, man. Not too much. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for coming on. Now, mm-hmm. you went to the Knicks game, not yet, no, Wednesday night. Yeah, 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 opening night. Yeah, man. How was that experience? Uh, it was pretty cool. I went to an event, so... Uh... Went to an event beforehand, got a few tickets through that, so I was sitting closer than I ever would otherwise. So that made it especially nice. Um, as far as the actual gameplay, uh, maybe a, a little bit left to be had, but there were some fun moments. I mean, uh, the Alonzo Trier dunks, um, you know, getting to watch Tim Hardaway hit some tough shots. Uh, just getting a, a first look at Trey Young, even though you know he he didn't shoot it as well as uh, you might expect against a team like the Knicks. Uh, but you know it was it was a solid experience overall. Now speaking of the Knicks, there's this rumor that's been floating around for a minute uh, that Kevin Durant is going to come to the Knicks either I think either after this season or next season. Uh, how true is that rumor? And <laughs> if he does come to the Knicks. Do you think that's going to revive his image? That's funny. I don't know that I'm the person who's going to um, tell you how true that rumor is, to be honest. Okay. Um, in terms of his image, I think that the same conversation around him will remain whether he stays in Golden State or not because he already picked up the titles and the finals MVPs. So when people have those conversations about the greatest players, they're still going to say, oh, well, he had to go to Oklahoma City to get his championship, or, oh, he had to play with Steph and, you know, a super team in order to get his championship, and he couldn't, you know, stay in Oklahoma City and get that done. And I think that conversation is going to remain the same, especially because of the way in which it happened. You know, uh, 
playing the Warriors that close in a series, uh, becoming that close to the finals, and then going to them and, you know, joining that team the next season and then taking home the finals, just the way in which that happened is always going to have a certain stigma attached to it, whether he plays in, you know, Golden State, whether he goes to the Knicks, whether he goes to the Lakers, whoever, whatever team, uh, you know, that that stigma is still going to be there. Now, if he goes to the Knicks and then wins a couple of titles, actually, you know what, maybe if he went to Washington and won a couple of titles, <laughs> then it would leave, you know, just because LeBron originally had that like front loading tag on him when he went to Miami, even though that team wasn't great before he went there, he was still going there to to play with Wade and Bosch. And there was a certain stigma attached to that. And, you know, he doesn't really have that now because he won it organically in Cleveland. Now I want to shift your attention to the MVP, well, future MVP for this season. Who do you see as the 2018, 19 MVP of, this NBA season? Mm, I mean, I honestly haven't put that much thought into it because, I mean, we're only like two or three games into it. Uh, but, but, you know, just a little fun future prediction. You know what I mean? Just, you know. Some, uh, I mean, I see some people talking about Anthony Davis, some people talking about Giannis. Uh, I prefer to be somebody new or be LeBron because, I feel like he could win every year and his situation is sort of like Jordan's where they have to pick uh, uh, Charles Barkley or Carl Malone every once in a while just to keep things interesting. You know, he could have easily won it last year. Now he's with this new team and he's going to have to do so much to sort of like bring these young guys along. I'm sure he'll have another great year, but I think the, the narrative might be on his side this time because He's going to a new place. He's trying to reinvigorate this, uh, this 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 big franchise with this big base, and you know he's going to be on national TV every night. Uh, so you know I'm I'm going to go LeBron actually. Mm. I've talked myself into it. <laughs> My pick. This is an interesting one. Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. Well, I guess you need to. Explain that out a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I pick Kawhi Leonard. Um, one, we all know he's a top five player in the league. Uh, the Raptors are really good. Uh, I expect them to be a top three team in the East. I think he's very motivated. I think all the noise that he's had to hear about how how selfish he was, how poorly he handled the situation in San Antonio. You know, San Antonio fans throwing dirt on his name, and he's he's a traitor, and he's this, that, and third. I think he's really motivated, and he's gonna he's he, he's gonna want to show people, hey, look, I have to remind you guys, I'm a top five player in this league. I, I have a Finals MVP for a reason. I was I was a two time Defensive Player of the Year for a reason. Yeah, man, I I, I got to show y'all, you know, y'all forgot. So I think I think he has I think he wants to prove a lot to people, especially being on this new situation. Um, I think he wants to just remind people, hey, look, you know. I am that nice. And on top of that, too, he kind of, I mean, I don't know, but I don't know if this is true or that, but he kind of wants to make people forget about that laugh. <laughs> Yo, how awkward was that? When you saw, when you first saw that, that laugh, how, how awkward, how awkward was it? I mean, he's just awkward <laughs> in general and <laughs> him trying to express 
emotion is bound to go poorly. Uh, so that's that's essentially what happened. You know, robots aren't good with emotion, and Kawhi is a robot. He tried to, you know, he he stepped out of his lane a little bit, and things went left. Uh, it was, I just don't. He had like this pain look on his face. That part, that element gets lost a little bit. I think people focus on the actual sound of his laugh a lot. But the he just looks so uncomfortable. His actual face was so uncomfortable that I feel like he was even a little bit surprised that he reacted with a laugh or that, you know, or he was just forcing it the whole time. And that was why he looked at it or why he looked and sounded that way. But uh, it was a pretty interesting uh interesting thing now i'm sure he i'm sure he could turn it into some sort of marketing thing later <laughs> you know what i don't mind the laugh i kind of like him being weird i kind of weird <laughs> you have you met him in person i i don't know what he is as a person but i just know that like when you look at him and compare him to other players he is weird in a lot of ways um basically never talks he i think his his agent basically or handler is his uncle he doesn't really have like traditional representation uh lee jenkins back when he was still with si he wrote about how Kawhi was driving this super old truck even though he had a, a he had already gotten a new deal there there are a lot of a lot of different things about him a lot of things that make him different from the average player yeah, I like the fact that he's weird. Sets him apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, let's shift our gears to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, not you in particular, but some of your colleagues. They worked uh, on stories with certain teams. One of them happened to be the Thunder. Russell Westbrook it, uh, had knee surgery. And I forgot the amount of time he's out. Um, do you still see the Thunder as like a legit contender this year? Even though Russell Westbrook is going to be out for about what a month, month or two, I think. I don't even. I don't know if it's that long. He was already. He's already sort of like uh, going through warm ups and stuff like that. I've, I've seen Thunder beat writers posting the the video of him. Uh, I don't know if he's doing contact stuff in practice or whatever, but he's already moving around. Okay. Um, I don't know that I really saw them as one to begin with. Uh, I honestly think in the West is. Between the Warriors and the Rockets, for who's going to actually go to the finals, I don't really see. I th- it, if if the Thunder knocked off either of those two teams in the postseason, I would be shocked. Mm. I would be shocked. And I, I mean, when you you look down the Western Conference, I mean, maybe the Jazz could. Sneaker went in. I mean, nobody else really, really uh, jumped out at me. I mean, we know the Blazers can win in the regular season, but they were swept by the Pelicans last year, so they probably won't be a threat to the Rockets or the Warriors. Um, teams like Utah, even though they have a lot of good good pieces, they're they're really young. The same applies to Denver. Um, so, in in my eyes, it's it's Warriors or Rockets still, and even in in that situation, there's a big chasm between what the Rockets have and what the Warriors have. Now, you mentioned the Lakers. Uh, when they played against the Blazers last night, you know, they looked pretty good, you know. 
Uh, they still got some stuff to work on. Work on. Um, but I think they will do pretty good. I do see them in the playoffs in that five, six seed range. Uh, where do you see the Lakers, and how far can they go this year? I don't know if I see them that high. Um, I think people are kind of forgetting. I know that they have point guard issues, but people are kind of forgetting that San Antonio still has DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Those guys are going to put up numbers. Um you got the Rockets over there. You got Denver, which barely missed the playoffs last year, and they they're gonna move make a make a step forward. I mean, the only the only way the 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 Lakers are moving into the postseason is if a team like uh, the Pelicans or the Timberwolves takes a step back. Uh, so I see the Tim- I see the Timberwolves taking teams. a step back. I could see. I could see I could see both of those things taking a step back and the and the Lakers sneaking in for seven to eight seed. Five or six I think is super high. Um they're they're not I don't think they they're definitely not the fifth best team in the West. Because, um, I mean if you go down the line, Warriors, Rockets, Jazz, Trailblazers, Nuggets, like all of those teams. Not even the sixth best team in the West? I mean, do you do you think they're better than, I would say, like New Orleans, Denver, Denver or Utah is, like, is the sixth best team in the in the West? Yeah, I could like if I had to do the seeding, well, it'd be Golden State, Houston. Uh, I'd put Utah ahead of them. That's with three. Yeah, Denver. And what was the other team? Denver, Utah. No, you forgot Oklahoma City, who you thought oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. So that's, yeah, so I, that's five right there. Oklahoma City, Denver, Utah. Yeah, Oklahoma City, Denver, Utah, Golden State, and Houston. Yeah. Like it's a okay, what about West. Portland that just beat them last night? Mm, we'll see how that season You don't season think Portland goes. is better than the Lakers? Mm, it's early in the year. We'll see how this goes. I mean, they have a... And then you have these uh, trade rumors lingering with Damian Lillard. Uh, We'll see how They're not goes. Really. I hope not, but what, you never know. What, what was that a rumor? No, nah, it's just been – it's not a huge rumor that's been flowing around that he might go to the Lakers. Some stupid rumor like that, man. You know how this goes. Yeah, there's, been like, um, there's, there's been like little rumors he's been kind of disgruntled with the, with the Blazers. If they're going to break up that done. team, they're, they're going to trade CJ before they trade Damian Lillard. Mm. That would be the smart move to do. And I'm sure they know that too. But um, my my thing is that like that's the the Blazers are a proven team with two guys who can score 25 a night. Uh, they have a good big in Nurkic. They have a lot of solid wings. I don't know, man. I think they're better than the Lakers. All right, we'll see. We'll see. You want to put a dinner bet on it? <laughs> they the Lakers don't the Lakers have LeBron, Brandon Ingram will be interesting to see how how him and Kuz develop. But after that, it's a bunch of one year contracts in Lonzo. True, but I think LeBron will elevate those young guys, and I think he will. Uh, you 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 you'll see the the elevation and, and the wins will rack up as the year goes along. Yeah, you got to remember that now they play teams like the Warriors and the Rockets six times a year. True. Yeah, I remember LeBron is playing those teams six times a year now. True. So, you know, I mean, it's going to be a this, little bit different than 
it's a it's a lot easier to elevate your team and you play against the Bobcats or Hornets. I don't know why I just called them Bobcats. <laughs> I was like the Bobcats. <laughs> I just jumped back like ten years. It's a lot easier to elevate your team when you play against, you know, the the Hornets and it used to be the Sixers back then. You know, like the the tanking teams, the Bulls, my you know, my team in Chicago, when you play against teams like that, it's a lot easier. I'm sorry, I had to sigh when I heard the Bulls. Oh God. Because, yeah, I'm a fan, too. So. They they played the Sixers close for, for three quarters. I'm yeah. Not, but they're just, I'm, I'm fine they're, with them being con, being competitive and then losing the game. Because true, 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 true. That means the, the younger players get to actually, you know, put put something on their resume and, you know, the team keeps falling toward that lottery. Yeah. That's just gonna they're better be than Knicks. <laughs> You better be careful because I'm, so. <laughs> I'm going to have a bunch of my Knicks fan friends yelling at me. Talk about who is that? Talk about Bulls better than the Knicks. Um, who do you have in they the are. Final Four uh, in the playoffs this year? The Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. In the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty easy. Um, Warriors, Rockets, and Texas Celtics. I agree. Well. That's- I wouldn't say on the, I wouldn't say on the East. I'd say the Raptors would have something to say about that. But I, I agree with you. I, I definitely well, you have to because you're picking Kawhi for MVP. So, but I mean, I think the Sixers with those two guys are Simmons and, and Embiid are super tough. If they get anything out of Fultz and if Covington plays the way he's capable of when they get to the postseason this year. Uh, I think they'll they'll be a problem for a lot, for a lot of people. And who's making it to the finals? Uh, I already said it. Oh so, well, no, I didn't. Celtics and, and Warriors are going to be there. I mean, that's everybody's pick. It, it actually became a problem when we did finals predictions uh, on side dot com crossover backslash crossover. Uh, it actually became a, a problem because so many people just picked. Warriors over Celtics in five or six games, and we had to just just change the whole angle to be like, you know, the new rivalry in the NBA <laughs> because it just seemed like such an obvious collision course. I'm going to go a little different, though. I'm going to pick the Celtics to win it all this year. And here's why. Well, oh, really? oh, you don't? Oh, you're not feeling that pick? I'll, I'll let you do it. Sure. <laughs> okay. No, um, I think it's really hard. I don't care what team you are. It's really hard to make it to a finals, what, five years in a row? And then on top of that, to win it four out of the the five years. Um, As we saw last year, you know, they they got fatigued, they got bored, and they got it together when they needed to. You can't be be hitting the on and off switch like that all the time. And at some point, the fatigue of – running this thing for four years, it's going to catch up to them. And I think when they play the Celtics in the finals, because I, because the Celtics have the depth, you know, they can play defense and they got guys who can score, get you a bucket late in games. I think the Celtics are going to be the, the, the right matchup for them. And I, I have them winning it in six. So I think if it was going to happen, the whole fatigue angle, if it was going to happen, what happened last year? Steph missed 30 games. Draymond Green had shoulder injuries and could barely shoot. Um, you know, 
I think if it was going to happen, that would have been the year. Now they they have at the moment they have a fully healthy team and they have Clay and Draymond in contract years, making sure that they get this money. Uh, last year, Draymond basically didn't play until the playoffs started. He 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 was the guy who kind of turned it on and off the most, and Steph was injured. Clay is going to play his same game. KD is is always KD night to night. Uh, I I think if it was if that was going to happen at all, it would have been the Rockets catching them last year. Well, we all know, I, we all know the Rockets would have got them if Chris Paul was healthy. Um, we don't. I don't it's know. easy to I don't say know, that. Man. I don't know, man. I don't know, but we'll see what happens this year. Come back down from teams have come back from uh, from being down three one. So we can't we can't make foregone conclusions now. Okay, we'll see what happens this year. Um, I got to tell Luke in six, so we'll see what happens. Six, wow, yeah. I mean, look, bro, we haven't we 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 have not seen a team make the finals five years in a row since what the the you have to go back to like the Celtics in like the sixties, fifties, and sixties. Like, bro, it's tough, man. Go like if you look if you look at teams who've made the finals like four years in a row, like it's just hard, man. It's just really hard. And I know this team is unprecedented because of the talent uh that team has, but it's tough, man. It's really tough to do it a fifth year in a row. I don't think man. you have to go back to the stage. I feel like uh didn't Magic's Lakers go to the finals five straight times? Nah. They did they did it in spurts. The Celtics in the eighties went four times in a row. The Lakers, they went in 80, 82, 83, 84, and 85. Yeah, they did go four times, four years in a row, and then 86, they, they didn't make it. And then 87, 88, 89. And then after that, 91. So, yeah, they didn't make it five times in a row. They made it four times in a row. And the Celtics also made it four times in a row in the 80s. It's tough, man. It's really tough to do it five times in a row. Unless you're LeBron James. Well, <laughs> I think the thing that keeps it fresh you have to think about it this way. How many times has KD gone in a row? Uh, good he, point. He was the guy that he was the guy that kept them hungry when it could they could have gone down to the Cavaliers. Not not last year, but his first year when he hit that that first big shot. But you also got to remember too with KD the year before he came to the Warriors, he played a long, grueling Western Conference Final series and the other deep postseason runs with the Thunder. You know what I mean? So it's not like, other than 2015, it's not like Kevin Durant has, like, short seasons. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about short seasons. I'm just talking about being hungry and win. No, being hungry and win, yeah, you're correct on that end. But what I'm saying is is that, you know, Kevin Durant has a little bit of some mileage on him, too. You know, adding, if you add the stuff that he's done with the Thunder and add it with the stuff that he's done with the Warriors. You know what I mean? Like, the mileage just catches up with you. You know what I mean? Maybe not so much with Durant, but the rest of the team, yes. I don't, I don't know what you can just assume that. All right, all right. I'm just, you know, looking at history and just seeing seeing how it goes. But we'll see. But, um, yeah, any last things you want to plug, man? Anything you want to let them know? Any, anything you want the people to know uh, what you're working on? Uh, no, just just keep an eye on uh, si.com backslash the crossover. Um, and stay tuned for stories on Sports Illustrated throughout the NBA season. All right, cool, man. Thank you so much, Deontay. Really appreciate it, man. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me. All right, so next up, we have my man, Molly James. Now, 
I created a special segment for this brother because this man has some hot, hot, fresh takes. Takes that you ain't going to get nowhere else. So we have a new segment for him called Educating the Uneducated by Molly James. Sir, take it away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy to be here with my man, B, Molly James, as you know, on all musical platforms that's including SoundCloud and everything, iTunes. But anyway, check this out. Just to educate the uneducated, right? We'll start off with the Knicks. I got a few topics to go here, but we'll start off with the Knicks. And basically, a lot of y'all owe Phil Jackson an apology. Dan Van Gundy <laughs> is gone. Tom Thibodeau is struggling. Magic Johnson passed on Tatum. Philly literally traded a pick to pass on Tatum, but Frank is the bus. Okay. These are the people that the Knicks fans clamored for. Let's get this. You know, draft this guy. Let's do this. And look what's happening around us. It's so much. This is not so much about Phil, but the ignorance of New York fans that they think that they know everything. Like, we got set up in this position that we're in through the help of him. Now, don't get this twisted. I like the job Perry and Mills are doing. I really do, right? I like Knox. I like all of the draft picks. I like the guys that they brought in. But Phil helped build that foundation by not trading away the picks, by refusing to let Carmelo destroy the team. And uh, him being the bad guy instead, right? So we got Dodson, Frank, KP, cap space, drastic. That's a nice alley-oop to the new regime. And I like when we're taking it, but also people make it sound like all he did was ruin the franchise. And they never have a clear answer on how that happened. So that's my little rant about that. And like I said, I, I like the new regime. I really do. Moving on a little bit, KP, he needs to prove that he can stay healthy. And even if he is healthy, that his game won't deteriorate down the course of the season. And uh, Frank, he looks more aggressive. He just has to stay with that. He's starting, which is good. Lonzo's not starting. And he just keeps excelling at defense. And my, and my man, he'll be good, right? So then you got these Knicks fans that don't, us, don't expect us to win games. What the hell do you think development looks like? <laughs> How do you develop and lose at the same time? What is the point of hiring Fisdale and making these front office moves if we don't expect to exceed expectations? Even without KP, we should make or be fighting for the AP. In the East, you hire a coach like Fisdale to overachieve. Everybody's talking about, oh, Zion Williamson, blah, 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 blah. This ain't 2K. Knox is supposed to be Zion. He's supposed to turn into that. Frank is supposed to turn into Zion. We're supposed to be developing who we got now. You can't just stack a deck with rookies and flip a switch and start winning, and we ain't developed no winning habits. And all of a sudden, we're going to start winning? Like, get out of here with that. And, this, and then you got this, this thing about Durant wanting to come. You have to add all of that up. You got to build winning habits, and you got to fight and claw so somebody like him, even if it's not him, to feel like you know I'll be the missing link that'll push them over the top. You know, so you got these people also. that's like, well, why would Durant want to come here? The same reason why Finzer wanted to come here. The same reason why Melo wanted to come here. 
The same reason why Amari said this is the best time in his career out of all the basketball he played in his life was the first half season playing in the garden. The same reason you hear Kyrie and Jimmy Butler mention us. People will come here if they think they can turn it around as long as the organization is legit. And sometimes that's not even true because look what happened in Cleveland with the dysfunction they said was there. But LeBron went back. So correct me if I'm wrong, but name the last player that willingly left New York as a pro athlete. Name him. You had to drag Carmelo out of here even after he was disrespected. That's another reason why KP ain't going nowhere. So as long as we keep pushing forward, we'll be fine. So check this out. I got something else I need to educate people on, right? You got 30 seconds, Chief. We, got, we might have to pick this up next week, <laughs> but I need to know why LeBron is considered hands down, head and shoulders the best player in the world, and why is the gap between him and Kevin Durant is that big. I really need that explained. We ain't got enough time. We might get into that next week. Also, Pusha T didn't win no beef, so we'll get into that also. But B, you are the man. I love you. We'll get back at it. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. You already know. Yeah, we're going to have to talk to you about that Pusha T stuff. Molly James on SoundCloud. iTunes. That's who has friends. Solid order. Check your brother out. <laughs> Thank you, Molly James. And that was a segment of Educating the Uneducated by Molly My James. Man. Peace. Peace. Well, that is it for this edition of the B Nicks Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Nix. Shout out to my man, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate you. Always on the boards, doing good work. Um, we'll be back soon. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. Peace out. Bye.